that you turn off all pagers, cell phones, and other electronic signaling devices. The procedures for this public hearing are located in the lobby along with the agenda and copies of the staff reports and recommendations for today's hearing. Meeting schedules and agendas for the City Planning Commission are available online. Staff reports and maps for the City Planning Commission hearing will be available online approximately two weeks prior to the public hearing. Starting this year, Norfolk City Planning Commission public hearings will be recorded for broadcast on the following media outlets. On the city's TV channel 48, Friday and Saturday evenings at 9 p.m., and on the city's official YouTube channel, Norfolk TV, which is accessible from the city's website at www.norfolk.gov. Continuing with our procedures for the day, items are normally taken up in the order in which they are listed on the agenda. However, a request may be made for withdrawal or continuance at the beginning of the meeting. The planning department staff will introduce each application and a member of planning staff may provide a brief presentation upon request, followed by a staff recommendation. Following the staff presentation, the commission will hear from the proponents and then the opponents, if there are any. Anyone desiring to speak should approach the podium, state his or her name and mailing address. The speaker should speak directly to the commission and not the audience. And to accommodate broadcast, we ask that you not make any remarks until you are actually in front of the microphone. After all proponents and opponents have been heard, the commission will allow rebuttal, first from proponents, then from opponents. Rebuttals are limited to five minutes each, and each speaker in the initial phase will be limited to three minutes each. At the conclusion of the hearing on each item, and after considering all information presented, the commission will take action on the matter. Action on each matter by the commission will be adopted or failed to adopt by roll call vote, a motion to approve the granting of the request. The statement of the motion in the affirmative by a member of the staff is a matter of voting procedure and in no way indicates the recommendation of staff or consensus of the commission. Following the action by the commission on the matter, a written recommendation will be made to the city council. Anyone who appears before the commission will be notified by the city clerk's office of the date on which the city council will consider the application. With that, we'll have a roll call. Mr. Newcomb? Yes, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Mr. Law? Dr. Newman? Present. Mr. Hales? Present. Ms. Flood? Present. Ms. McQuellen? Present. Mr. Thomas? Present. Mr. Fraley? Here. Thank you. All right, we are going to turn to the continued items, Mr. Chairman. We have requests at this time to continue the continued item number one, which is the City Planning Commission on behalf of Adams Outdoor Advertising by Christine Early. Ms. Early has now left, and the application will not bear her name after this. For a zoning text amendment to Chapter 16, signs of the zoning ordinance in order to modify existing regulations pertaining to outdoor advertising signs, including conversion of signs to digital format. We also have a request from Keith Romer for a change of zoning from conditional I-1 to an R-8 to conditional I-1 on properties located at 3404 and one half of 3406 Westminster Avenue. And we have a request by regular item number six, which is the Stonehouse Lounge by Paul Stanley 
for a special exception for entertainment establishment for property located at 3300 North Military Highway. Those items are requested to be continued uh, to the public hearing to be held on February 27th at uh, 2.30 p.m. 2014, City Council Chambers, 11th Floor City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuellen? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. I do want to acknowledge also that we have the applicant here for uh, a continued agenda items too, uh, Mr. Klitz and Mr. Romer. All right. Yep. And your item has been continued to the hearing in February. Thank you. And we also have a W.O. Hatfield for continued agenda item from the regular agenda. would like to ask questions. Uh, okay, it said Stonehouse. That was six. So thank you. We'll make that change. All right, we will now pick up the uh, first item for consideration is a request by Jesse's Groceries Incorporated to amend a previously granted special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property located at 3201 East Ocean View Avenue, Suite 104. Mr. Chair, seeing as we've been thoroughly briefed and there's no opposition, call for the question. It's been moved that we have a, it's been moved that we call for the question on item number three, Jesse's Groceries. Is there any discussion amongst commissioners on this particular application? Yeah, I'd like to say one thing. We got a letter from the East Ocean View Civic League uh, about the upkeep of the property. And uh, though this item may pass, I wanted the, for to go on record that we're going to continue to look at those items and hopefully get them cleared up with the landlord or the owner of the property. Thank you, Mr. Hales. And we do want to acknowledge here in favor as well as the applicant representative, Mr. Ramiro. Thank you. You're here to ask, ask her any questions. Thank you. Lenny? The uh, motions recommend that the hours of operation be approved and the special exception be granted subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. The next application is also from the continued agenda. This is number four, Mazika, to amend a previously granted special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property located at 4800 Collie Avenue, Suites C, D1, and D2. And I note that we have no opposition, and I understand that we also have a letter of support from the Holland Park Civic League. Is there any discussion amongst commissioners on this particular application? Hearing none, Lenny. All right. The uh, motion before you is to recommend that the hours of operation be approved and the special exception be granted subject to conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. We will now turn to the first item on our regular agenda. This is a request by Christ Sanctified Holy Church 
uh, for the following applications on property located at 4820 Beeman Road. A, for an amendment to the city's general plan, Plan Norfolk 2030, from institutional to single-family traditional. And B, a change of zoning from IN1 institutional district to conditional R8 single-family. Susan? Okay, good afternoon. Uh, Planning Commissioners, what you have before you is a request by Christ Sanctified Holy Church, uh, with the applicant being Gary Collier. Uh, as you can see on the screens in front of you, um, this site is located behind a church. The church actually fronts onto Sewell's Point Road. The property is immediately behind that. It's actually kind of tucked away um, in the neighborhood. Um, that neighborhood is currently developed predominantly with single-family homes. What the applicant is proposing to do is to change the zoning, which is currently institutional, IN1, um, to uh, allow seven new single-family homes. Um, one of the things that the applicant uh, is looking at um, is uh, he also has to amend the general plan. When we did the uh, Plan Norfolk map for this area, uh, this property was owned by the church, and so when we did the map, we um, uh, depicted the property as institutional. Um, and we did that again because the property was owned by the church. Um, the church is not going to use the property. Uh, the property abuts residential, so we are recommending that the general plan be amended to traditional single-family home to accommodate the proposal. Again, the rezoning portion of the request is to change the zoning from IN1, uh, which is institutional, uh, to conditional R8. Uh, again, on your uh, slides, you can see um, that it is uh, currently zoned IN. That's the gray color. Um, to the south, you can see there is multifamily. But again, most of the property that uh, abuts the site uh, is zoned R7, which is single family. Wanted to show you, um, again, the, the surrounding property is zoned R7. R7 requires a minimum lot width of 60 feet, a minimum lot size of 6,000. What the applicant uh, is proposing is R8. Now, that's a slightly smaller lot. It's minimum lot width 50, minimum lot size 5,000. However, what the applicant is actually proposing um, is this, and this is the subdivision. So although he's slightly short in the lot width for R7, he's 58 point, and the lots vary, 58, 20, most of them are. So he's less than uh, two feet uh, short of the 60 that would be in the R7. All of the lots meet the minimum lot size for the R7. So he does need to do the R8 zoning because he doesn't meet the lot widths for uh, the uh, R7. Uh, however, he does, again, meet the minimum lot size. Um, as you know, for most of the, these rezonings, when we're going from one single-family rezoning to another single-family, we do look at the prevailing lot size in the immediate area that is similarly zoned. So we looked at all of the R7 lots, uh, and we found that predominantly they do meet the minimum lot width and lot size. However, in the area, and I'm going to go back one slide, a couple slides, you can see there are three other cul-de-sacs within that same area. When I started counting where the lots didn't meet the minimum lot width, it was in these cul-de-sacs. So since the applicant is proposing the development on a cul-de-sac, and he is only a uh, minimal amount short on the lot width, what he is proposing is actually very much in keeping with uh, what is in that area. 
Uh, and for these reasons, staff is recommending support. Um, I also want to bring to your attention, uh, these will be single-family homes, and as such, single-family homes do not require site plan review. However, because it is a new subdivision, it will be required to go through uh, site plan review, and at that time, some of the environmental issues, such as uh, stormwater, will be reviewed by our stormwater staff. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Uh, any questions of Ms. Woodard? All excuse me. Any discussion amongst commissioners at this point? Hearing none here to speak in favor is the applicant, Mr. Gary Collier. Good afternoon. Privileged to speak before this group. I'm Gary Collier. I have offices at 2701 Nevada Avenue in Norfolk not far from the site that we're speaking of. In fact, I was born and raised in Norfolk, lived in this neighborhood all my life until I did marry, well, all my adult youth life. Um, I'm here to speak in behalf of this, and I was uh, involved in the layout of the lots and the use of the property. We far exceed the um, square foot requirements of the 6,000 square feet in R7, even though we're asking for R8, which only requires 5,000 square feet, the, the lot sizes will be larger than um, that required even in the R7. Um, I appreciate speaking before this body, and I'd like to thank you for your service to the city of my city, the city of Norfolk, and in this great city. Um, we feel like this property was a unique piece of property. It was... Um, the rear portion of the church that I've been a member of a little bit over 60 years, and uh, still am, um, and we felt this was the best use that and we could have, we have built a new church and moved. We could have sold this to another church, but it wouldn't do well at the end of Beeman Road, a residential neighborhood, to place another church in there. We didn't feel and we felt that uh, in keeping with the neighborhood, the lot sizes and the frontages, and we met with streets and highways with the city, met with the Civic League. Streets and highways were concerned that a trash truck in particular, and then of course emergency vehicles or fire engines could pull in and service the homes and come out of that dead-end cul-de-sac without having to back up. And we've met all of those, and of course we intend to follow through as Ms. Pollock has indicated that we would still be subject to all the city ordinances and comply and conform to everything required. I think that's it. Any questions? Thank you, Mr. Collier. Thank you. Also here to speak in favor, he says possibly, Gerald Haviland, Havelina. I have no further comments. Thank you, sir. Uh, against this particular application, Mr. Dan Montague. Good afternoon. My name is Dan Montague. I live at 4605 Crick Street here in the city. And I'm opposed to this for this very reason right here. I don't know what happened. We allowed the Sherwood Forest apartments to be built. And anyway, they brought in dirt and dirt and dirt. And so therefore, they were up on the hill 
And this is the intersection where I live, okay? And anyway, this was allowed to continue. It took me five years to get the city to fix it. And then after they fixed it, I left my vehicles out on the street, and this is what happened, okay? And I went to the outflow of the pipe, and it was that much water in a five-foot pipe. And so anyway, I started looking around, and anyway, I redesigned it, and guess what? It didn't flood there anymore. See, this is what I used to do for a living, okay? I was a construction boiler maker. This is the last project I worked on. This is the Exxon Refinery in Lima, Ohio, see? I worked on some of the biggest projects in my lifetime out west. I know where I'm coming from on moving water. And the thing about it is I do not want anything issued, anything changed until I see a detailed map of what are they going to do with, a, uh, with the storm water. Because I have a friend who lives on Lot 6 on uh, Dolphin uh, Avenue, and anyway, right now, he's got modern flooding there because they dumped some dirt back there when they was building the street for, for the cul-de-sac. And so therefore, until I and my, uh, I got an expert, see the stormwater map, I, I do not want anything changed. Okay? Thank you, Mr. Montague. Thank you. Uh, we have uh, opportunity for a rebuttal, Mr. Collier. Uh, I'm Gerald Havlina. We, um, we respect- Mr. Havlina, can you give us your mailing address? 732 Eden Way North, uh, Chesapeake 23320. Uh, we respect the uh, comments that the gentleman just made. Um, we did spend a considerable amount of time reviewing this uh, proposal. Um, we went to uh, and met on city's um, recommendation with the uh, Civic League, and we've talked with them. The Civic League people are all in favor of this, uh, of this uh, petition that we have here. Um, we talked to them pretty extensively about it. We also know the gentleman raised an issue about stormwater. I think that's all part of the uh, final uh, review that has to go further after the zoning re uh, recommendation. Um, so I, I feel that we, um, we have met the requirements. Uh, we also, when we met with the Civic League, we talked with um, they had a, a community service um, police officer that came to the meeting and they talked about some of the other issues that were going on in the neighborhood and how enhancing the neighborhood with more single family homes would be beneficial. So uh, we feel that the uh, request is, uh, is reasonable um, and it would be an enhancement to the tax base to the city of Norfolk along with the uh, neighborhood itself. Thank you, Mr. Havlina. Sir, thank you very much. Um, between yourself as well as um, Mr. Collier, you have the remainder of this five minutes. Mr. Collier, if you have any further comment on that particular subject. Thank you. Um, I may mention in saying this is a unique piece of property, it is a transition to me between the multifamily and the institutional being on the south and the west and the residential R7 on the north and the east. This will be right fill in the middle. Stormwater issues will be addressed through the city uh, agencies and we will meet or exceed anything that's asked or required. And 
I don't know any further that we could say other than that we've gotten a positive approval. Did not meet Mr. Matagnu. I don't know if he lives in the neighborhood or not, but those in immediate vicinity, we've addressed any thoughts or issues, and we will continue to do that uh, with them and through the city. Thank you, sir. Any questions, commissioners, of Mr. Collier? I have a question. Mr. Collier? Yeah. Yes. What style homes will you build there? Um, we had some photos that we showed to the city of some suggested ideas. They will be two-story homes. Mm -hmm. They will probably be in the um, $200,000 range, um, which is maybe slightly above the neighborhood that's there. Mm -hmm. And we feel like that a rising tide lifts all boats, and it should be a compliment to the city of Norfolk. Any other questions, commissioners? Thank you, Mr. Collier. Thank you, Mike. Mr. Montague, you have five minutes, sir. I only got one thing to say. They did not meet the Civic League. This is in my Civic League, the Sherwood Civic League. The boundaries are Elmhurst on the north, Birch to the west, Azalea Garden to the east, and Cape Henry to the south. And anyway, this was well within my civic league, and they did not meet with us. Thank you. Mr. Montague, before you leave, any questions of Mr. Montague from commissioners? What civic league did they meet with? If it's... Susan, did you have the information civic league they met with? Yeah, it's the Greenwood, Elmhurst, Norview Heights. And the president of that civic league is here. Any questions of commission, uh, commissioners of Mr. Montague? Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Any discussion, commissioners? Just to say in general that I think this body shares concerns for citywide for flooding and stormwater management, but uh, it's, it's clearly and been told to us many times that that's not one of the duties that this planning commission uh, reviews and that is an administrative matter that uh, uh, City Hall staff handles. I appreciate Mr. Montague's concern. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. Any other discussion, comment from commissioners? Lenny? The uh, motion is to recommend that the general plan amendment and the change of zoning be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Yes. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. All right. The next item for us is uh, item number two from the regular agenda City Planning Commission on behalf of the Planning Department for a zoning text amendment to section 11-2 Chesapeake Bay Preservation Area Overlay District and chapter 26 Site Plan Review of the zoning ordinance to comply with state <coughs> stormwater management requirements. And I note that we have no opposition. Mr. Chair, seeing as we have no opposition and we've been thoroughly briefed, I call for the question. The uh, motion before the commission is to recommend that the tax amendment be approved. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Lenny. 
All right, we'll now move to item number three, 711 for the following applications on property located at 3650 North Military Highway. A, a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for on-premise consumption, and B, a special exception to operate a convenience store 24 hours with fuel sales. Kushan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the request before you is for two special exceptions at 3650 North Military Highway by uh, 711. Uh, it is located on the corner of North Military Highway and Norview Avenue in the Azalea Acres, Azalea Lakes neighborhood across the street from the Bromley Shopping Center in an area of North Military Highway that is developed with a variety of commercial uses. Uh, the site was previously operated as a Pizza Hut restaurant. The applicant proposes to demolish that uh, old Pizza Hut restaurant and develop a new convenience store with fuel pump. Again, the request is for two special exceptions. One is for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premise consumption, and the second one is for a convenience store operating 24 hours with uh, fuel sales. The site is zoned corridor commercial, C2, which would allow these two special exceptions, I mean, these two uses by a special exception. And here's the conceptual site plan that was submitted by the applicant. In discussions with uh, Public Works, the right-of-ways division, um, they have recommended that the existing uh, access point off of Norview Avenue that exists at this site currently be closed out of traffic and safety concerns because of its proximity to the intersection there. And the applicant has complied with that, and uh, complying with that, they will gain a cross-access easement agreement with the property owner to the east, which is currently a 7-Eleven, to have a secondary access to Norview Avenue. And here is a proposed elevation for the 7-Eleven. Um, there are certain um, uh, conditions relating to signage that will be placed on this uh, applicant. The applicant would be able to comply with standard C2 uh, zoning regulations as it, as it relates to wall signage. So they would be allowed to have one wall sign per uh, building frontage on each uh, public right-of-way based on the, uh, the width of the building. Um, also, there will be certain restrictions as it relates to the canopy sign. They will only be allowed two, uh, two signs on the canopy, no larger than 12 square feet one facing uh, Norview Avenue, the other facing North Military Highway. Staff recommends uh, approval based on the conditions as described in your staff report. I stand by for any questions that you may have, and the applicant is here for any questions. Thank you, Kushan. Any questions of Kushan, commissioners? I, I, I just want to confirm the, uh, the question I asked downstairs, which is um, a lot of times some levels have the stripes around the canopy. That, that's considered signage, is that? That is considered signage. Uh, the 12 square footage signage, the 12 square footage uh, requirement would limit them to a small sign, probably no larger than three by four okay. uh, feet. Right, thank you. Any other questions of Krishan? Hearing, thank you, Krishan. Um, here to speak in favor of this application is the applicant, Mr. Stephen Romine. Good afternoon, Chairman Fraley and members of the Planning Commission. For the record, my name is Steve Romine, a local attorney with address 999 Waterside Drive, Suite 2100. I have with me today uh, a, one of the principals from General Realty Partners, LLC, who's developing this on behalf of 7-Eleven, uh, Scott Friedman. also have Ron Bernal, who's the real estate 
uh, representative for 7-Eleven here as well. We are requesting that the Planning Commission recommend approval of a special exception application uh, in adult use uh, to operate a convenience store 24 hours and the sale of alcohol beverages off-premises. I want to thank the Planning Department and uh, Krishan Smith for working with us to get to where we are today. I'm not going to repeat what's in the staff report. I'm going to move ahead because I have three minutes, but this is an existing commercial corner along North Military Highway. It's the site of a closed Pizza Hut uh, entranceway to the airport. Uh, it is zone C2 corridor commercial, uh, which allows, by special exception, these two applications that we're requesting today. Uh, we believe this is a win-win, uh, that we will be providing significant improvements to the uh, Military Highway Corridor District and will stand out on the corridor. I will show you briefly what you already saw on the screen, a rendering which uh, we came about this in the last 48, 72 hours, but it is virtually all brick, a lot of glass features, some tower features, uh, brick-wrapped canopy supports, uh, kind of a mansard on the canopy, very nice design, one we we're doing outside Williamsburg and uh, the Richmond area as well. Um, we believe there's uh, unique architectural features like the faux window, which we have here on the side. Uh, minimal signage and security cameras will also be utilized. Uh, we're adding and replacing additional landscaping to the site, and as was indicated earlier, we're increasing the sa safety and traffic flow by uh, putting our access uh, off-site. Uh, we will not access onto our parcel from Norview, as you know in your package. We've uh, negotiated a cross-easement with the adjoining property, so our access is push pushed further away from the intersection. We'll access here, come through, and come back out here on Military Highway. So that's a significant concession, one that we talked with the Planning Department early on in the process. Uh, and then lastly, on signage, I do want to pass out, um, because we don't have signage in the package, uh, this quick monument style, which I showed to Krishan before the meeting. Uh, the sign that we had originally submitted was on more of a steel um, stanchion. This is a monument-style brick-based sign. Uh, the dimensions are not correct, and in the, in the type of signage will have different electronics than what's shown there, but this is representative of what we were willing to do, which is fairly consistent with some of the other stores we've recently developed, which is in line with the brick um, architecture on the building. We believe uh, this will provide better convenience and merchandising to the neighborhood as well as airport commuters. Just a reminder, 7-Eleven is a good corporate citizen, significant contributes to employment in the Norfolk tax base. Uh, we expect increased retail sales uh, will enhance tax revenue for the city. Again, we work closely with city staff. We have sent the applicable notices out to the neighborhood and this has been legally advertised. In sum, uh, this project represents a significant investment and substantial enhancement in the North Military Highway Corridor. It provides a much needed faceless lift to a closed Pizza Hut building on the corner. will have a significant positive impact and benefit for the community and the city. Uh, and for these reasons, we ask that you recommend approval to City Council. The conditions that were submitted have been signed and submitted and uh, we will work with staff between now and City Council to finalize uh, the signage package. Uh, and I'll stand by for any questions. Thank you, Mr. Roman. Any questions of Mr. Roman from the Commission? I, I do have one. I think I know the answer sure. to the question, but some, somebody may ask, why are we going to put a 7-Eleven 
in front of a 7-Eleven down there. Do you know what's going to happen with the existing 7-Eleven? Yeah, the other 7-Eleven is, is closing. It uh, doesn't have adequate size or space. I don't believe it has fuel, right, Ron? No. no fuel there, so we have an opportunity to, to move it to the corner. And, in fact, the only reason we're able to give you that good access is we own the parcel next to it. So that 7-Eleven will close. That's a good point. I should have mentioned it. We're, it's no net addition of a convenience store in that corridor. It's just replacing an old one that's lost its utility. Thank you. Thank you for that question, Mr. Hales. Uh, any other questions, Mr. Romine? Thank you, Mr. Fairley. Appreciate it. Thank you. I also like to not, note for the record, uh, also here uh, to answer any questions, Mr. Romine has previously mentioned Mr. Ronnie Bernal and Mr. Scott Friedman. Thank you. Um, any comments of commissioners? Lenny? The uh, motion to recommend that the special exceptions be approved subject conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Mr. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? I, I vote aye, and I'd like to thank uh, the applicant for uh, listening. Uh, we've had an exchange of ideas and with regard to this particular location, what we'd like to see there, since it certainly appears to be a gateway entry to our city and certainly going to our airport, uh, the applicant heard us and responded, and we appreciate your cooperation in that regard for helping to make our city great. I vote aye. The uh, next item before us is CVS for the following applications on property located at 3717 Hampton Boulevard. A, a special exception to operate a retail goods establishment operating after midnight. B, a special exception to operate a commercial drive through And C, a special exception for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premises consumption. Hello, commissioners. So uh, this site is located uh, on 38th and Hampton Boulevard and Bowdens Ferry. Um, it is a former Wells Fargo bank, which is now vacant. Um, as Lenny said, the application is for 24-hour operation, uh, sale of alcohol for off-premise consumption, and a commercial drive-through. Um, Important in regards to this site specifically, uh, that we do have a central Hampton area plan which this site falls in. Um, that plan calls for placing buildings close to the street, um, providing two-story facades along the street frontage. It does allow for one-story facades if a certain height criteria is met, which is 20 feet, which this does. Um, it also wants 60% transparency along the street frontage, so windows along the street. Um, and retail entrances from the sidewalk. Uh, I'll sort of go through those first and then we'll move on. So in terms of the placement, currently this building, the, this building will be 30 feet from the current right-of-way. Um, this project will have to go through site plan review. In site plan review, we will be uh, requesting some right-of-way dedication because we hope to expand Hampton Boulevard at some point in the future. That expansion will include a new median, um, sidewalk expansion and the uh, inclusion of the Elizabeth River Trail. Um, in, the, in regards to the other items that I went through, there is no caveat. Uh, part of the Central Hampton Plan also asks for reducing the parking along Hampton Boulevard. This project is proposing parking behind Hampton Boulevard. Um, it does meet that. It is important to note that obviously you can't screen all the sides because you have three uh, right-of-ways on surrounding this property. 
Um, here is a conceptual plan. Uh, it's a little hard to see, but it does indicate the 30 feet in front of the CVS along Hampton Boulevard and the parking behind, and the drive-through will be to the southern side of the property. Here is an elevation. Um, this is one of multiple proposed elevations. The, we have been working with the applicant, and they did change it. This is one of the changes. I believe in front of your desk you have another change. Um, staff does believe that it meets the intent of the Central Hampton Plan and does recommend approval. Any questions? Uh, do we have any questions of Ashton? I Question? yeah. Yes. Um, in regards to the delivery trucks, mm -hmm. I understand that uh, they will enter at the Bowden Ferry Road and they will exit on Hampton Boulevard. Okay, go on. I, I believe that is the intent, although I do understand from previous conversations with the applicant that, in theory, trucks can ha enter off of 38th. Their, their goal is that it would enter off of Bowden's Ferry because it makes truck movements easiest, but the site is designed to accommodate that. Thank you, Ashton. Uh, any other questions? Thank you. Here they speak in favor of this application. Randy Royal. Give me just a second. I'll set up some drawings that may be a little easier to see. We'll get one of our staff members there to give you some assistance. <laughs> Okay, for the record, I'm uh, Randy Royal with Kimley Horn Associates, uh, address 501 Independence Parkway in Chesapeake. I have Jason Chennis here with the Reb Key Company. They're the developers on this project. He's here to answer any questions. Uh, Ashton's done a good job explaining things for us. We've been working with staff. This uh, architecture here is the result of working with staff, similarly on the site plan and the question you had about the trucks. They can access through 38th Street. Uh, and most likely they will. That's going to be the route, the major route. They take Hampton and then turn into 38th, and then they can go out Hampton. Uh, you don't have as much truck traffic with something like a CVS as you might with a grocery store. Yeah, it's okay. And it's a there's not a loading well where it's 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 offloaded. It's it's relatively quiet. But anyway, we had meant to. We are meeting with the Civic League. We were supposed to have met with them Tuesday night. The weather. Uh, they canceled. We are meeting with them this coming Tuesday night. So far we haven't heard anything. We've been communicating with them. It's more, we want some details. We'd just like for you to present to us uh, and show us exactly what you're going to do. I don't know if anybody's here today or not, but I don't believe we have any problems. We're hoping we can go ahead and move through today. Uh, again, you've got uh, sale of alcohol for off-premises consumption, Operating after midnight, 24-hour operation, not for alcohol, but for the drugstore itself, and a commercial drive-through. That's the three use permits we have. As Ashton said, we've pushed the building up towards the front. That illustrates it a little better. Let's try to stay on the record here. 
We're set back a little more here because of the right-of-way he mentioned, which we're going to be dedicating to the city for possible future expansion of Hampton Boulevard. Otherwise, it probably would have been within about 10 feet. Landscaping along the frontage, 38th, and of course, all around the site, uh, improving, I think, pretty dramatically the greenery on the site there. Um, again, if there's architecture can be a work in progress. If there's concerns, we continue to work with staff. If you have things, you want to tweak it, it we're happy to do it. But we, we'd really like to move forward. If, and if you have any input today, that would be appreciated. But we hope you'll see fit to go along with staff recommendation and recommend approval. So I'll stand by for questions, as will Mr. Chennis. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rawl. Any questions from commissioners of Mr. Rawl? Also here to ask a question, Mr. Jason Chennis. Uh, Mr. Chennis, are you here with us? Okay, my vision is blocked here, never mind. Uh, here to speak uh, against this application, Dr. Robin Bernath. My name is Robin Bernath and I live at 3711 Bowdens Ferry Road. In the map that you've been provided in your handout, this would be my laneway that is right beside the B of Bowdens Ferry Road. I have lived there with my husband now for about a year and a half. When we bought this property, we did not see this coming. This is not in keeping with the nature of this fragile neighborhood of Lambert's Point in the least. What you also do not see on this um, aerial photo that's provided you is that there is a church, a very large church, is kitty corner to this proposed all-night um, establishment, um, retail establishment. Um, it has an enormous congregation. I can't believe that they are in agreement with this. Also, this property um, is next to Old Dominion University. That is where my husband and I are employed. Um, we have um, positions of responsibility. I teach ecology. I have done it. This is my sixth semester. I have taught approximately 900 students, pre-medical students. Currently, I have the high score on the Lady Monarchs in my class. Um, she's a very enthusiastic person. I've had um, a defense of the um, ODU Monarchs football team in my class, excellent student. He's just um, decided to go into conservation biology as he has graduated. We, my husband and I, value our night's sleep. If we have a 24-hour retail establishment across the street from us, and this is across the street from our bedroom window, we will not be getting a good night's sleep. My students will suffer. There is um, a school. Madison School, this is the large building with the gray roof here, um, which is across from it. I can't imagine that they want liquor being vended um, in the property beside them. The church that I said was Kitty Corner owns um, sheltered housing, which is across 38th um, parallel to this proposed establishment. I don't think that they need liquor vended. On 21st Street, um, which is, I don't know how far away it is, I'm new to Hampton um, to um, Tidewaters, you can hear. We moved here from Britain um, about two and a half years ago. There is, um, I believe, it, a food store being started to be constructed um, that takes up about two city blocks. And I assume that it will have the 
facilities that CVS proposes to offer um, offered there. Um, the pharmacy, the liquor, and everything else are well covered within a few city blocks of this location. As I have tried to make my point, it will totally change the character of the neighborhood, um, including my husband and I leaving the neighborhood. It is a fragile neighborhood. ODU values this neighborhood as residential. Um, I can't believe that the Civic League would approve it, ODU or the church, um, because me and my husband do not. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bernath. Uh, also here to speak against this application is Dr. Peter Bernath. So my name is Peter Bernath. I'm uh, Robin's husband, um, also 3711 Bowdens Ferry Road. Um, it's just the wrong place for this. Uh, the, 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 it was not zoned for this. In fact, where they're proposing to put a parking lot, it's zoned for single-family homes. That's because it's single-family homes are around it. Um, uh, it's surrounded by a school, uh, old-age home. Excuse me. Right. It is zoned C2. It is, there's no residential zoning on this site. Um, then I must have misunderstood the, that what it said is, I'm sorry, the planning is, um, so the plan Norfolk 2030 says here that on the uh, western part here, uh, the plan says envision this site being uh, redeveloped in combination with a school site to the south, uh, Madison School, as single mixed-use development with office, research, and or retail, mixed with multifamily housing fronting on Hampton Boulevard and single-family homes fronting on Bowdens Ferry Road. So I believe that this Norfolk 2030 plan is proposing or, or proposed uh, that uh, single-family homes mm -hmm. on, would face us, not a parking lot. Well, do understand, again, the property is zoned C2. Right. From one end to the other. Yes. Um, so I think the plan 2030 is a good plan, and I don't see that um, uh, particularly the 24-hour, the drive-through, uh, the liquor sales, 6 a.m. to 12 midnight, seven days a week, including Sundays, um, is appropriate use. Uh, there's also a drugstore just north on Hampton Road itself, just at ODU. So the, the, the Lambert's Point neighborhood is well-served um, uh, by drugstores. They're basically a few blocks south and uh, some more blocks north at about uh, 47th. Um, uh, I think this basically is just uh, an intrusion into the neighborhood, basically. Um, if, if they confine themselves to the front uh, on Hampton, that's one thing. But to go back and have trucks coming off Bowdens Ferry Road at all hours of day and night, and I don't believe a word that they would come off 38 because you have to turn this uh, semi, you know, at 90 degrees. So they want to come straight in off Bowdens Ferry Road uh, um, and then run run through. So even if they say they're they're not going to come off Bowdens Ferry Road, they'll do they'll do so. Um, and so uh, if they confined themselves and had a smaller uh, operation to the front of the Plot, that's one thing, but this 24 hours um, going right onto a, a residential neighborhood uh, is just outrageous. I mean, uh, Lambert's Point, um, there have a lot of fill-in houses. The, the neighborhood is, is improving. There, there, uh, new construction just a few places away. This is just a blow to the neighborhood, basically, uh, an intrusive um, uh, construction. 
Thank you, Dr. Bernath. Any questions to Dr. Bernath at this point? Thank you, sir. Mr. Royal, you have five minutes, sir. Thank you. Again, I'd like to repeat, Mr. Newcomb, I mean, it, it is zone C2. We're here for use permits for the things that were mentioned. There's an existing commercial use on it right now. It's an abandoned bank on there. This property could be used for a lot of things by right with C2. Trying to work with the neighborhood, uh, his last statement there uh, about encroaching, the building is pushed up towards Hampton. There's parking lot in the back. Certainly the lighting can be kept at a low level, shaded towards it. CVS is not a loud use. I mean, there are many businesses that would be allowed use and not appropriate in the neighborhood. And I think staff has looked at it, as have we, that it does fit with Hampton Boulevard with the proposal for out there. And we do not believe it would be a severe impact on the neighbors. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to the Burnetts further at the, the meeting on Tuesday. I hope they'll be there so we can discuss some of these issues and their specific concerns. If there's anything else we can do to mitigate those concerns, we will. But as far as saying the services are in the area, CVS will not spend, nor any other retailer, significant amount of money to go into an area without doing a marketing study and know that they are needed there. The drive-through in particular is something that mothers with sick children, they don't want to get out and go in a grocery store and get their prescriptions filled. They want to go to the drive-through, keep the kid in the car, and just leave that way. It's, it's, it's a convenience, but it's kind of a necessary convenience for a lot of people. Elderly people, similarly, don't want to get out and have to walk in. So, again, we can do whatever. We can increase landscaping. The trucks on Bowden Ferry, we can do things. We, we can condition that if you like, that trucks will not come in that way. There are things we can do from a design standpoint that trucks will not be able to make that turn. Cars will. The trucks will have to come in from 38th Street. Uh, again, these are the type of things we're absolutely willing to do and, and work with the neighbors here. I'm, it's unfortunate that we didn't get the opportunity to meet Tuesday beforehand, but can't help the weather. So, again, we'll stand by for any more questions. Thank you. Did I address everything? I think so. I have a quick Ms. question. Yes, sir. Um, and I, I know the weather wasn't, uh, you know, something you could control, but historically this body um, puts a lot of credence and, give, and gives a lot of deference to what the Civic Leagues have to say. We like mm -hmm. the applicants to be able to work with the Civic Leagues so that concerns like this don't have to come up at the very last minute. And, again, I know it's not your fault. Right. Um, and I can I, I appreciate the continued evolution of your design and, and you're working with the city on this. It, it really is moving in the right direction. Um, may I suggest a, a continuance to allow you the time to, to meet with the, the neighborhood, continue that evolution, and then maybe we can bring it back next month, hopefully, at a point where we can move it right along without any further issues. I, I think that would be appropriate. I, I really would like to talk to them and see if there's anything else we can do to answer their concerns and see if there's additional mitigation we can do to, to buffer them from it. That's very much appreciated. Okay. Any other questions of commissions of Mr. Royal? Uh, Doctors Bernath, did you have any further comment? Are you comfortable with the continuance to allow for at least further exploring this application through the Civic Leagues? Sure. Well, Lambert, 
the Lambert's Point Civic League, although I am not um, the head of it or anything, has m meetings every month um, on Tuesday, the second Tuesday, I believe. So there's ample opportunity. There was an opportunity in December to meet with them, which was not taken. So as I say, there's ample opportunity to meet with them. And I can't believe that they wouldn't be very interested in this, this matter because it is a tipping point for this very fragile neighborhood, which is coming back up. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bernath. We look forward to your continuing to explore this, Mr. Royal, uh, through the Civic Leagues, and hopefully we can get you back here next month and move this process forward or not. Um, with that, we have entertained any, any discussion amongst commissioners. Do we need a motion to continue? Yeah. yeah. The uh, motion to continue the item to the public hearing to be held on Thursday, February 27th, 2014 at 2.30 p.m., in the City Council Chambers, 11th floor, City Hall Building, Civic Center, Norfolk, Virginia. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to Council. Thank you. All right. The uh, next application before us is the Hibachi Grill Supreme Buffet for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property located at 5957 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite 4. And while I note that there is no opposition, I do want to acknowledge the applicant is in attendance. Zui Feng. Thank you, sir. I, I trust you do not wish to speak. Is that correct? Thank you, sir. That being no opposition. The uh, motions to recommend that the special exception be granted subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? Aye. Ms. Excuse me, McQuillan. Sorry. Aye. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. The uh, next application before us is Waterside Live by Norfolk District Associates, LLC, for a special exception operating entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property located at 30, 333 Waterside Drive. This application is Waterside Live by Norfolk District Associates, and uh, Norfolk District Associates, LLC, is a legal entity of the Cordish Group which you've been briefed on. Um, so the request in front of you is for a special exception for, to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages at the site. And the site is zone D1, which is in the downtown zoning district, which do allow entertainment establishments by special exception. This special exception is unique. We see this from time to time. Um, it will be a blanket special exception for the entire establishment. And the ordinance is written so as to repeal the existing blanket special exception over the common areas that's already in place at the site. And there will be three special exception uh, ordinances that will be retained at the site for the existing restaurant establishments there. Um, here are the uh, proposed and current hours of operation. Right now, the existing special exception that's adopted is from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., seven days a week and then alcohol sales 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. seven days a week, and the proposed is for a 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. for operation alcohol sales uh, seven days a week. And um, the, the entertainment options that you see here, um, we used to uh, have many different categories of entertainment options, but this uh, special exception is 
unrestricted in that regard. And the, uh, I, can't, I guess you can't quite see the very bottom of this, excuse us with technical difficulties, but um, also the capacity will be determined when the site goes through its building code review uh, in accordance with the Virginia Uniform Statewide Building Code to determine its final certificate of occupancy. Um, and that's all that I have for this application. Do we have any questions? Any questions, um, Matthew, from the commission? We do have a letter of opposition that I will point out to you that's been submitted by the Downtown Norfolk Civic League that speaks in specific regard to the blanket nature of this special exception. Um, and the staff recommendation for this is recommendation of approval. Thank you, Matthew. Right. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is Mr. Michael Stoltz. Hello, Commission. Michael Stoltz, uh, 601 East Pratt Street in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, been working for the Cordish Company a long time, been working on the Waterside Project since, you know, we started with the city of Norfolk, and um, it's been almost two years now, so we're, you know, anxious to move it along. Um, one of our, the Cordish Company's strengths um, across the country is these urban entertainment uh, revitalizations. Um, it's really where we we made our name, and I think why we were chosen by the city council to take on Waterside. Um, what we've learned um, through doing these um, projects across the country is that for them to be successful, they need to be more than just the sum of their parts. And similar to a shopping mall or, or any type of large mixed-use development, you really can't look at it tenant by tenant. You have to look at it as a project. Um, Tenant mix is critical to us. Um, we've asked the city for the flexibility of, um, in your words, the blanket special exception, um, because we need the flexibility if one tenant um, needed to change, and that tenant was in the middle of the project. We, we can't have a, a vacant storefront. We can't have a closed tenant for very long. We've, we've been known to, to, to change a tenant by design every so often. We've been known to keep tenants um, for since the project has been there. And we've had proven success in cities like Baltimore, Kansas City, Louisville, um, with similar structures. We have, uh, in Baltimore, it's called an arena liquor license. Well, it's it's us, it's the Baltimore Arena, it's Candom Yards and, and Raven Stadium. Um, nobody else has one. We've been trusted by that city to have a similar, to have a similar thing here. I think, um, the city of Norfolk has experience with a blanket special exception, both at Waterside and at, you know, Taubman with the mall has one. Um, I think there's there's examples for it. And and largely, we've asked for this because there's um, a lot of the venues we plan for Waterside are affiliated companies with us. Um, we're a real estate developer that also has an operating division that operates its own uh, restaurants and entertainment venues. So. Um, we have even greater flexibility in that regard. If, if maybe maybe we think that a, a high-end steakhouse is the way to go and, and it, it starts to get less and less business, well, we can change it to a hamburger joint or maybe it needs to go the other way. And, and um, that's what sustained these projects for so long where some, like Waterside in the past, has gone up and gone down. We've been able to maintain a level of, of success over really multiple phases of projects because we have that flexibility is why we've asked for it here. So I'm available to answer any questions you may have. But. How long has your uh, Baltimore location been operating uh, you know, 
It, it began in 1998, so it's uh, 15 years now. Uh, and the Kansas City and St. Louis locations you mentioned, how long have they been in operation now? Um, St. Louis, we opened this April. Okay. Uh, so it, it, we're in St. Louis, but we haven't opened yet. Mm -hmm. In Louisville, um, I believe it was 2004. Um, in Kansas City, was was 2007, 2008. Um, and, you know, I can say without exception, each project is as strong or stronger today than it was when it opened. Uh, oftentimes, the entertainment projects, they have a great surge at first. It's, it's not hard to, to build excitement for a project and open. The, the real thing that I think separates Cordish from some of the other groups that, that may do this is that we sustain it for a long period of time. Thank you, Mr. Stoltz. Any questions of Mr. Stoltz from commissioners? I have a statement and, yes, and a question. Um, I remember when Waterside opened back in the, I think it was the early 80s, and uh, I remember being one of the first people to get in. We were going, we went to um, Phillips Restaurant at that mm -hmm. time, and so I am excited about what you're doing and Great. how you're moving. Um, but I did want to ask about this unlimited, um, this idea of your, um, of your entertainment being unrestricted. And, I, and so I'm interested in knowing what kinds of uh, entertainment you know, could we expect? Yeah, unrestricted isn't the word I'd say. Oh. I know it's in, the, it's in the report, but I know we are limited, of course, by by law in, in the city of Norfolk. And, and as an example of the things we do, um, we have concerts, we have family fun days, we call it, where there's petting zoos, where there's um, things brought in. We have, we have a lot of times um, farmers markets that come into our districts and use the walls and we'll provide them the, the places to set up. Um, we, we really, in every dis district's different and, it's, and we focus it on what we think the city would need at the time. And so um, between concerts, fashion shows, um, we've, we've had sporting events. A lot of times we'll have um, watch parties for, if Norfolk State's in the NCAA tournament, we'll say, come down and have a watch party for Norfolk State. We do that in, you know, in Kansas City, especially with Kansas and, K and uh, Kansas State and every Missouri. So it's, it's really, um, you know, it's, it's tastefully done. It's what we do everywhere. And uh, it's what I think makes these projects successful. Thank you, Mr. Stoltz. Any other questions? Also here to speak, thank you, sir. Also here to speak if needed, uh, Ron Williams, Assistant City Manager. Uh, and here to speak against his application, Kevin Murphy. Afternoon, hi, Kevin Murphy, uh, President of the Downtown Norfolk Civic League, reside at 109 college place in downtown Norfolk. Appreciate the opportunity to speak. Uh, the downtown Norfolk Le uh, Civic League normally does not oppose special exception applications. You know, we're all for uh, businesses having the opportunity to prove themselves as, as successful um, uh, operations um, in Norfolk. Um, uh, but the downtown Norfolk Civic League voted unanimously to oppose the special exception uh, request um, uh, because it's a special exception for the entire facility. Rather than um, granting a, a single special exception for the facility, it's the Civic League's position that each of the individual establishments um, should apply for their own special exceptions. Uh, special exceptions are supposed to provide the city with an additional level of scrutiny uh, of establishments that want to sell alcohol. The request by Waterside Live does not provide any details about individual uh, establishments. Thus, it does not enable the level of scrutiny intended uh, by, the, by the special exception. Um, 
We do not know the operating hours, the capacity, the theme, the types of entertainment, the floor plans, et cetera, of any of the uh, individual establishments. If the city grants a special exception to Waterside Live, um, it would not have the flexibility necessary to deal with any individual establishments that uh, violate the special exception. Uh, the city would either have to pull the special exception for all of Waterside uh, Live's tenants or allow vi the violating tenant uh, to, continue, to continue to operate. Um, there's precedent for this conundrum, um, as the city previously uh, was not in a position to address issues at Bar Norfolk and Have a Nice Day Cafe um, in 2009 without repealing Waterside's uh, special exception. As was noted, they had a blanket special exception at the time, which was then undone. Uh, in addition to recommending that the individual establishments at Waterside Live apply for their own special exceptions, um, the Civic League recommends shortening the amount of time it takes to get a special exception. It would allow Waterside Live to do more of the plug and play that they're talking about with the um, individual spaces. Shortening the um, special exception process um, is not recommended for the purpose of approving Waterside Live's request, but to expedite the process for its tenants and other Norfolk businesses that would um, otherwise be fully operational. Uh, the amount of time that it currently takes to get a special ex exception is a deterrent to doing business in Norfolk that negatively um, impacts the tenants and landlords alike. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak on this issue. Thanks. Thank you, Kevin. Any questions of Mr. Murphy from commissioners? Thank you, Kevin. Uh, we do have an opportunity for a rebuttal. Mr. Stokes. I'll just be very brief and rebuttal. Um, you know, I think when the mall was granted their special exception, it's because you knew you had Tallman to answer for. They're probably the greatest mall developers in the country. I think we're the greatest entertainment project developers in the country. We have a great relationship with the city of Norfolk, and um, we're on the phone with any issues at any time. And you know, I, I think um, having us to answer for our tenants, the, the tenants have to answer to us. And many of them are related to us, many of them. We have national relationships um, where we'll pick up a tenant in one city. They'll do their first ever second location with us in the next city. And there's uh, these tenants that we bring with us, we hold to a, is just a high standard as we hold ourselves, so. Thank you, sir. Kevin. You know, I could debate the difference between the mall and uh, Waterside Live. I'll just suffice it to say the mall is retail-oriented, has defined hours from 9 or 10 in the morning until uh, the early evening, not 6 a.m. until 2 a.m., um, whereas Waterside Live has those hours and is entertainment-focused, which means um, uh, restaurants that functions as clubs and do entertainment and, you know, much like a lot of the individual businesses up and down Granby Street. I will also, uh, I don't want to bring to question Cordish's tenants, but um, the very tenants that the city previously had problems with at uh, the former Waterside um, are in other Cordish developments. So there is the possibility that there will be issues with individual tenants. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Any comments with commissioners? I have a question. Uh, the special exception, does the special exception relay to Cordish or to the entity of the building, the blanket special exception? So if Cordish were to... Um, the special exception is specific to Norfolk District uh, Associates LLC, which is the, um, Sorry. the corporate entity in Virginia that Cordish is operating as under. So. Um, to say Norfolk District Associates and, and Cordish are really one and the same for purposes of this uh, particular venue. 
So if there were a sale of the entity to another organization, that blanket special exception would no longer hold? Um, so long as the Norfolk District Associates LLC exists, the special exception would remain. Um, uh, Cordish's ability to um, transfer that um, sell or transfer that entity would be governed by the whatever agreement the city has struck um, with Cordish as part of the development. So that would not be a land use question. Thank you, Adam. Any other questions? Comment? The uh, motions to recommend that the special exception be approved subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? I would just say that I, I appreciate, Kevin, what you brought to the, to the table. And um, it's not the typical way we do business um, in the city, but this isn't a necessarily, this isn't a typical project. And we have to have confidence in um, the vetting process for Cordish and that they're going to do the right thing for the city. And when things go wrong, we need to hold them and give them the leverage to, to make changes if they do go wrong. And uh, uh, you know, I think everybody wants this to be a successful project. I think we're in line to make it successful. Um, I agree it's not ideal, but I think that um, in the spirit of moving um, good things forward in the city, I have to vote aye. Mr. Hales? Uh, aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McQuillan? I would uh, <clears throat> echo Dr. Newman's comments as well, uh, and vote aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Excuse me, Mr. Rulisky is unable to be here. He prepared the uh, next two staff reports, which are street closures, and I will handle those uh, in his absence. The first one before you uh, is a request to close uh, 0.14 acre, more or less, of a portion of the northern half of Willoughby Bay Avenue lying south of lots 23 through 35 in block 17 and west of 37th Street. This is a request to close a portion of an unimproved uh, street name will be Bay Avenue that extends generally along the south side of the Willoughby Spit area. The property in question uh, is an estate at this time. The family is seeking to close their estate and as they procured a, a uh, survey of the property, the uh, property was determined to have Willoughby Bay Avenue extending across the first portion of the porch that's on the house and a portion of the garage that's on the eastern side of the property. Uh, we have been talking with them for uh, probably over a year to reach this point. The um, this proposal is to close one half, as it says, the northern half of Willoughby Bay Avenue. The city will retain the southern half, which cuts along the portion of the shoreline. The portion in, in proposed to be closed gives them a position where they can convey the property and the house and the garage will no longer be encroaching in the right-of-way. Since this does enhance their property, this is a street closure where an appraisal was performed and the applicants have agreed to pay uh, $18,000 for the portion of the street that's being proposed for closure. 
Thank you, Lenny. Are there any questions or comments from commissioners? I, I hasten to note that there is no opposition to this application, but here to speak, if she so desires, is the applicant, Ms. Karen Labonte. And I care to speak? I, Thank you. Yeah, and I believe someone spoke earlier in the meeting that they were here for this item. All right, that's Mr. Hatfield. All right. Please do. Please do. Hello. My name is Warren Hatfield, and I own 729 West Coast. Could you have your street address, please? 729. And you can see it. 729. West Direction View. Okay. Avenue, Norfolk 23503. I wish to do the same thing, but in doing so, I was wondering what portion of bundle of rights would I enjoy as far as do I get is the property deeded to me do I own it do I pay taxes on it is well, you, what I'd like to know well you'd certainly pay taxes on it and miss it up and answer your question okay. That's okay if you go through the street closure it is a conveyance of the property and you would therefore be required to pay taxes on it what the rights are would be determined by title search of the portion in front of you and a resolution of that application about insurance, if I uh, so it'd be a deed to me. It's a conveyance of property. You bought your your home. You're going to essentially buy the rights from the city that we have at Willoughby Bay Avenue, and we would then expect you to maintain it, take care of it, and oh yes, pay those taxes. <laughs> you questions. Thank you very much. Yes, you happy, Mr. Hatfield? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also here, we want to acknowledge uh, they wish to speak, but I want to again emphasize there is no opposition. Uh, Mr. John Price and Mr. John Williams. Thank you. There's no, there is no opposition to that particular application. Okay. Motion is to close a portion of Willoughby. Mr. Law, not here. Dr. Newman? Aye. I'll read your writing. <laughs> Mr. Hale? Aye. Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you. We'll make that recommendation to City Council. Uh, and last on our agenda, item number nine, Lenny, Mitchell T. Alberts. Yeah. The, uh, the next application before you is also a street closure. In this case, we are talking about closing a portion of a 10-foot lane that uh, is 160 feet more or less in length, lying east of lot 16A and south of Inland Point Road. Uh, sometime in the past years in my career here, we closed a portion of it that goes from the north side. It is not developed, it is 10 feet wide, and you wouldn't know it was there if you fell down on it. Um, any questions? Any questions to Lenny? Thank you, Lenny, and I do want to acknowledge that the applicant is in attendance, uh, Mitchell T. Alberts. Uh, Mr. Alberts, do you wish to say anything further? There is no opposition to your application. Thank you, sir. With that, Susan? George. George, the guy. The motion is to recommend closure of a 10-foot lane, 160 feet more or less in length, lying east of Lot 16A and south of Inland Point Road. Dr. Newman? Aye. Uh, Ms. Mr. Hales? Aye. 
Ms. Flood? Yes. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. Mr. Fraley? Aye. And we'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Uh, with that item, unless uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Melita or Mr. Homewood have anything that concludes our agenda with one thing before we do formally adjourn, I do want to welcome our newest member, Ms. Andrea McClellan, to our commission. Uh, she's already hit the ground running, and we're confident she's going to be a very, very vital and valuable member of our commission. Welcome aboard. Thank you. With that, we stand adjourned.